Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode number 396, where happy endings only happen in fairy tales. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? I'm good. Pretty good. Good. You have a good week? Uh, not bad. Do anything fun? I had my fantasy draft with my family today. So everybody was up. We went over to my mom and dad's house and drafted our fantasy football teams. And then we had some dinner and visited and got nice. to see my cousin's new baby. So that was fun. What else we did? I, I watched something. Oh, I watched The Vanishing Prairie, which is uh, another old Disney Oh, okay. I've seen that it's, one. That one's actually one of the documentaries. It's the second true life documentary that they did. Um, it's quite interesting. The first one was the uh, something about a desert. I can't remember what it's called. The Painted Desert, I no, think. No, it wasn't the Painted Desert. Wasn't the Painted Desert? Something was desert. Was it Desert? No, because it's, it's in the upper northwest. Um, not upper northwest. <laughs> Lower north, lower southwest. It's it's you know part over there in Nevada and and California, Southern California, and it's that desert. The living desert. Living desert. Living That's desert. It. Thank you. And uh, I watched that a few weeks back because as as I mentioned, and I forgot to mention the podcast, and I will do that this week. Uh, it's called Grown Up Kids, and they are watching all of the Disney movies all the way back from Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. So I'm following following them. Also gives me something to watch every week, you know, because sometimes I go, I haven't watched a movie in a long time. What am I going to watch? Um, but so I, I rented it from the library and it's pretty interesting. I, I quite enjoyed it. What'd you guys watch? Anything this week or do anything fun this week? We watched the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Oh, you're going to have to explain that. <laughs> it's a movie on Netflix. Okay. Uh, it's about this literary society that was created in during Nazi rule in Guernsey. But it, it's really the story of this author who discovers this society and goes to meet them and falls in love with a guy, but she's already engaged, and you know. But it's set in like thirty-three or forty or something like that. So where's Guernsey? It's an island off of England somewhere. Did you say thirty-three or forty? You <laughs> mean thirty-three or thirty-four? No, I don't remember the exact year. So you meant like late thirties, early forties? Yeah. Okay. That's okay. What I mean. Sometime when there were still Nazis. Sometime oh. after the Nazis, because this is post. Oh, it was after? So yeah. that would have been 45, probably. 45. So it does do flashbacks. So, okay. I mean, it, well, okay. I don't remember the dates. Is it good? It is pretty good. I, <clears throat> I rather enjoyed it. It's kind of your standard fair romantic, not necessarily comedy, but not necessarily drama either. Uh, it's a period piece or a period romantic film. Huh. It stars Lily James, which is she's a pretty good actress. Sean, did you watch anything? Bonus points for title. anything else? Sorry, yeah. did you? It's a yeah, great no title. kidding. Uh, did you watch anything else? No. Sean, did you watch anything this week? We went and saw the Happy Time Murders. Oh God. How was it? That's okay. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> now it's it's, it's interesting because there's a couple. I think, didn't uh, uh, Pete and Sharon Jackson already do that movie when they did Meet the Yeah? <laughs> that's that's just it. it. It's <laughs> there's a couple of really really good gags in it. It is a funny movie, but. For the most part, it, it's a very pedantic, gumshoe, private detective. Used to be a cop. Uh, you can't solve the case until you get suspended and turn in your badge. It's that story. You've seen this a zillion times. It just happens to feature puppets, puppets. doing naughty things. 
And so they've got all the tropes of the gumshoe cop thing going on. And then they've got all these, hey, look, there's puppets. And they're doing naughty stuff. And it's like, that's not a really big enough draw to mash the two of them together. The other problem I have is that Uncanny Valley where they'll show... Here's the puppet walking out of the bank, sure, and he sure. walks across the street. On two legs. And I'm sorry, I don't care how good the technology is. I don't care how cool it is to the puppeteers to be able to do it. I don't want to see it. <laughs> and I really don't care how you did it, because now you've taken me out of the story. story and, yeah, and, I would agree. You know, it, it just shatters the illusion for me. I and, would agree. Uh, there's a bunch of outtakes at the end where they show some of its green screen, some of its this, some of its that. And, 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 and that's very cool and entertaining, but... Yeah, Melissa McCarthy's good, but she's, once again, I think she's very funny, but she's just never given anything good to do with her uh, funny. You know, yeah. she she just, she raises the material so far, and it's like, that's that's all you have, because sure. that's all they gave you. Um, the next day, we went and saw Ken, which is the uh, brother's... Um, kid finds a... Kid finds alien weapon. Alien weaponry, oh, yeah. 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 Wow, that was a good movie. Was it good? Yeah. It's been getting pretty good reviews online. Um, I I was very pleased with that one. It's a a road comedy. It's also a very much, you know, family movie. It's also a sci-fi actioneer. It's also a... I mean, it doesn't really have a foot in any one genre. And uh, Mel and I just thoroughly... Maybe it's because my expectations were set a little bit lower or something, but... I, we thoroughly enjoyed it. It was just a lot of fun. And if people want to see more in-depth reviews on both of these films, they can go to your other website. Oh, they can go to, they can go to my Friends. podcast. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that real quick. We might as well plug you. Um, Flicks with Friends is a, a, a video cast where I do uh, reviews of movies. Uh, we have a Vimeo page. We have a website, which is flickswfriends.com. Uh, and then we also do full-blown episodes where we have people come over to my house and sit on the couch and dish on Topics wide and various. Kind of what I've been doing is trying to keep busy with that. Cool. Anything else you guys want to talk about about this week? I think so. Excellent. Let's move on to some news. Some news. Uh, BBC has announced that they will be hosting a special Doctor Who experience at South Africa's very first Comic-Con to tie in with a new series uh, coming later this year. Which I think is pretty cool because I did not know South Africa is having their first um, Comic-Con for one thing, which I think is great. And yeah. number two, for this being their first to be able to get Doctor Who, which is you know really a worldwide fan event. I think that's really cool. Yeah, so the event is taking place in Johannesburg between the 14th and the 16th of September. It will feature VR experiences, video games, trivia, and fan giveaways, plus a special showing of Peter Capaldi's finale. In related news, South Africa was just served a cease and desist letter by San Diego Comic-Con for using the name Comic-Con. <laughs> Comic-Con Africa is what it's True. called. Not for long. <laughs> well, no, because that I think that one will fail just like every other one has failed. No, there's very few of people the this people that got this. Does that matter? But, uh, very few of the people that have gotten the cease and desist have have had to shut down their comic well, con there, there, there was so. literally just a judge though that said you're not allowed to use the name San Diego oh, Comic Con right? owns Comic Con. Oh, okay, I thought so, I had, thought I'd seen that they had. I don't understand how so. that works, but. The, yeah. the, apparently somebody somewhere who has some legal authority says yes it works that way so well, boycott San we'll, Diego we'll find out <laughs> <laughs> I think that's cool I, th- I love that that BBC has the 
foreknowledge to realize that they have a worldwide audience and oh, like yeah. last was it last year or two years ago they went to mexico and they had that big event in south america and they you know yeah. so i really like that they, they they went on that world tour they went on that world started. tour that's right and I, I love that they reach out and they realize hey you know we, we have lots of viewership on this show so yeah. that's pretty cool <laughs> and as a side note hey you don't have to have any episodes sitting in a closet yeah. <laughs> they're visiting the wrong countries <laughs> what else keith Oh, Sheridan Smith and Paul McGann are being reunited for some big finish. Hey, I didn't um, know that they weren't united because we haven't got through those yet. <laughs> but yet. I knew that he wasn't doing them with her anymore. Yeah, I guess I knew that too. I, don't, I, I don't, also know that there's something coming that I'm wondering how they're going to deal with that, bringing her back. So. I don't know the circumstances of her departure, and I don't want to know. Don't read it. Don't, yeah, don't <laughs> so, read it then. Yeah, don't read it then. I haven't read the, the full article. Because I know the circumstances of her departure, and I'd be curious how they're going to bring her back. The audio adventures are called The Further Adventures of Lucy Miller. <laughs> There's going to be four of them, including a Dalek story. They might. And it comes out in July. They might. Next year. I don't want to say shoehorn because it always seems drag- not you know, a bad thing, but I wonder if they're going to kind of slip them in between. So, you know, let's, let's see how it works. There's always, you know, obviously we've gotten through, what, through, halfway through season three now. And, um, you know, there's certainly some carryover from one episode to the next, but I think there's also plenty of gaps that they could just go, add. this is an adventure that happens here. Or even between some seasons. Yeah. Well, not two and three. Not two and three. (laughs) No, that's true. (laughs) One and two would work. Yeah. All right. Maybe three and four. I don't know. (laughs) What else? Uh, Our last bit of news, uh, the folks over at Candy Jar have announced book two for their anniversary series of the Lethbridge Stewart novels, The Laughing Gnome, Fear of the Web, written by Allison Leeds. So, following on from The Laughing Gnome, this sees the focus of the story shift to Dame and Bishop, as she finds herself dragged back in time from 2011 to a pivotal moment in history, February 1969, and the events of The Web of Fear. Ooh. Cool. Yeah. How will an older Ann Travers deal with those events? Right. <laughs> and how will she avoid a younger Ann Travers? Or does she? Oh. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> so there's more details you can go and read online about it, but I'm I'm pretty excited about this. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, me too. I Make a mental me. note of that so you can use that as the synopsis <laughs> when we get to the book. Right, exactly. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just cut and paste. <laughs> Lift. <laughs> That's it for news. Excellent. Kind of a slow week. All right. Any feedback this week? No feedback. What if people want to send us feedback? Well, they can send it to feedback at trivingthevortex.com or if you're on our website downloading our podcast or doing anything else, checking out this upcoming schedule, you can just click this send us feedback tab across the top. While they're there, Sean, they can give us money. How do they do that? Well, they can uh, click the link while they're on the website. That'll take them to our Patreon page, or they can go to Patreon backslash Traveling the Vortex. <laughs> and um, it, it's a very simple process where you say, I'd like to support these guys, and Patreon will take your money. And then they will give it to us. And it's pretty <laughs> much that simple. Very cool. All right, should we move on to our reviews? Yes, let's. The King of Sontar, Daukra Base. The third elite Sontaran assassination squad closes in on its target. A dozen trained killers, but even they will be unable to bring down the invincible Strang. Manipulated by the Time Lords, the TARDIS also arrives on Daukra. 
and the Doctor is set to encounter the greatest Santaran ever cloned. Bum, bum, bum. I really enjoyed this one. I really this, enjoyed this This was one. a good story. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Ask me why I really enjoyed why this Why did you like this why? story so much? Leela. Oh. <laughs> Dan Starkey was cool. Um, but no, Leela. The characterization of Leela, the things they did with Leela, the um, portrayal by Louise Jamison of Leela, and still kind of straddling that that those two worlds between yes she's a savage but she's had some education from the doctor at this right. point but she's not quite the leela who leaves him at the end i just they're they're doing everything right with yes. her as a character in these stories yes and the more i Absolutely. listen to them the more i'm excited and a little melancholy that we didn't get more than we did right why but, did you but, like but it? we are getting more well but i mean yeah. <laughs> live action oh okay all right oh. these are this is live action audio <laughs> I mean, it's not animated audio. At least not Wouldn't my head. <laughs> Filmed? Yeah, there you go. Videotape? Yeah. Televised. 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 There you go. Televised. Televised. Televised works. Why did you like it, Keith? Leela was a large part of it. I thought the Doctor was fantastic throughout this entire story. I liked the Santaran idea of there's a batch that went wrong. We've had that before. But this in the matter of it all got distilled into one person. Yeah. And so he's a seven-foot-tall Santaran, and is everything that every Santaran wants to be. Was I, I just was engaged the entire time throughout the whole story, not knowing where exactly it was going to go. I love the misdirection in both yeah. of these stories, yeah. but to, to <laughs> specifically on this one, I like the fact that I don't know what's going on. I mean, not, not in a bad way, because, no, no. you know, they set up with this attack, and then uh, you, you find out there's this assassin group from Sontar that's you know trying to take out this one guy this other Sontar yeah and you wonder what the heck's going on here and you know they, they've basically surrounded him and he, he has that whole conversation about their probic vents and how they've stationed themselves in such a way that they it's protected and then it you know he ends up getting the upper hand on him and I was like that the what who is this guy you know right and uh think thinking one thing of you know we've got this rogue Sontar that they're trying to take out He's got this group of mercenaries, which I don't think we so much know they're mercenaries until a little bit later when we're let in on it, especially since yeah. they've got the one scientist guy with them. Um, to to uh, Just as it unravels and you find out more and more about it and find out more and more why this guy's so dangerous, that's what I really liked about it. Is it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of, I wouldn't say misdirection, but a lot, there's a lot of, they're peeling back a lot of layers as they go, and I think that's good storytelling. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And the Santaran's plot of I want to get this portal so I can go destroy Santar. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm better than all of them. Well, to be also misled in the well, the doctor's saying, well, if he has this portal, then he can well, go anywhere. And then the you know, he can he can invade anywhere. Yeah. And so and that's that's what the doctor's focused on to only reveal later that the first place he's going is Santar. Right. Yeah, which yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. And then his ambitions. Then again, the the the, the doctor is uh, you know, uh, it, it's it's let known that the doctor's suspicions are there as well because after Sontar, then he marches on and, right. and you know he talks about you. The doctor talks about how there you know the, the does the universe really need Sontar and Sunday, you know the the, the uh, uh, doctor says well you know yes because. 
The roots, the roots. Yeah, busy. it keeps the roots in check. Yeah. That was the second best part of the <laughs> yeah, story. It was like, <laughs> it was like another ruton drop. Woo! I mean, it was it was it was great because it was like the doctor realizes that that Santar, the Santarns are almost necessary because because they're a foil the rutons in order to keep them in check. As long as they're off in their own little uh, part of the galaxy, they're taking care of each other, or the universe, they're taking care of each other, right. and you kind of just. Well, in the broader That's... spectrum of, of, of galactic politics, when you think about it, from what we know of the Rutans, that they are shapeshifters and that yeah. they can infiltrate and impersonate anybody. Yes. That's very, very terrifying that not just are they shapeshifters, but that they're militaristic shapeshifters that, that have this <laughs> goal of... Shapeshifters of war. You know, and yeah, if the Santarans weren't there, where would the Rutans be? They'd oh, be yeah. infiltrating everybody. And so it's... Kind of a, a cool little, for a little throwaway line from back in the Lighthouse story. It's yeah. like, yeah, this yeah. is really cool. <laughs> no, I'm so ready for the full Ruton thing, but I gotta wait. <laughs> well, we we need to do Shakedown, because there's Rutons in that as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other part is, of course, it's not just the fact that uh, he's going back to Santar and he's going to, you know, kill everybody or take over. No, 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 no. No, he's cloning himself. Right. right. Oh, so now we've got one more thing to worry about. So more of this guy who's already, you know, pretty darn powerful. Did anybody snicker just a little bit when when Tom said, oh, you must be seven feet tall? And I thought, oh, this is one of those two doctors bash. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I thought, (laughs) too. That's what I initially thought. I thought the same thing, yeah. Look at you, Big Finish, trying to retcon something. Oh, no, he's a special case. Well, I like that they're pointing out (laughs) the fact that he's not wearing his armor either. But then you'll find out later that it's because he doesn't really even have to wear armor now. He's that strong. But, yeah, the other guy's not either. But you get the impression that's because he's stripped. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's basically been stripped probably because he's... Which it almost still is. You can almost retcon it a little bit that, obviously, this batch went wrong, so did Seven Foot Tall, so they... Two doctors, Santarans, went wrong in a different way. Yeah, and their seven obviously people. didn't create a super Santaran, the waste. but yeah, <laughs> no, all the all the Santaran waste went into the right. two doctor ones, and that's why they're so tall. So what you're, so that's what why they're saying. so dumb. Too. Yes, yes. <laughs> what, what you're saying is the, the same batch of the, <laughs> the same of batch of, of of strang clones. One of them became Arnold Schwarzenegger. And one of them became Danny DeVito. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, but the they're twins. <laughs> but with the same, with the same height. height. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's your obscure 90s movie reference for today um, the other part of this that I really liked was that we fleshed out Sontar culture a little bit yeah. that they're not just clomping boots um, which the new series is kind of you know well the new series is kind of clomping boots in comedy yeah that's kind of it well no I don't I don't think so because if you look at the Sontaran Strategium and the uh, oh, what was the other one with the Atmos uh, Poison Sky yeah Poison, Poison Sky, Sky um, I don't think they were comic relief I think what no, they did that's is where they, they're stomping yeah, boots yeah they yeah and, but you say new series but the only stomping boots comedy is Drax no I mean or not Drax stomp, uh, they're Strax. stomping boots and comedy oh and comedy I got you okay they're not always I, you were separating them yeah, I got you yeah, yeah. um so yeah, no, I would because agree because it's predominantly the, the Santaran two parter and then Strax. Strax, right? right. <laughs> I mean, but it, it took it in that, a, a, a. Which it's nice to hear Dan Starkey do a Santaran that's not so comedic. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. fun and too. He did that, 
good. Sorry, I keep interrupting. No, that's all right. He keep he did such a great meld of kind of what new series Sontarans sound like and what the classic series Sontarans yes, sounded yes. like. He wasn't completely raspy, but yeah, still had it a little bit of it there. Especially the Sontaran experiment, Sontaran. Yeah, he sounds a lot like um, Starn. Yeah, yeah, whatever his name was. I just rewatched it, but I can't remember. I say, don't you own the Blu-ray on that? I just watched that one actually the other night. So because we were doing uh, no, Sontar this just week, just happy accident. accident. Just a happy accident. Um, it's nice too that they, uh, with this culture thing, they didn't just okay. So they're a warrior race, and they're going to do this, but it wasn't just Klingons. Right, right, you know, it, yeah. it wasn't just ripping off. Oh, it's an honorable death, yeah, and uh, yeah, blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, this guy, especially when he's been disgraced for losing his armor, and it comes out that it's because uh, Strang Strang killed everybody else in the platoon or the squad or the you know the the whole right. army, right? And he ran, and and he survived the purge from that, only to then finally break down. And plead for his life, and that that's why. I mean, I just I really liked that character. I thought yeah. he was a very very interesting Santaran, and and he was so great with Leela. Yeah, he was. And the growth that he went through with her was fantastic. Well, and that's another example of why Leela was so great in this is you know because we, we they make no bones about she is a warrior of the seven team and she's an established hunter and tracker and this that and the other thing. It's like okay, oh, so are the Santarans. This is a great pairing. And she, in a way, puts him to shame <laughs> through the bulk of the episode. Where right. he's, I don't need help from a mere girl. I don't need. And of course, we we're rooting for her at this point. Yeah, put him in his place. But then later, you know, the the, the tables kind of get flipped a little bit, and he has his moment to shine. And they they come to that mutual respect and admiration. And you know, yeah, yeah it, that was just a really cool bit to this story. I think the, the the ending of it too is probably the 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 mm-hmm. most intense of the, oh, yeah. the fact that yeah okay so we have dispatched this Santaran but but ideally with the uh, scientist guy being the one to do it I thought it was a, a, a great yeah. way to do it because he was really very protective of the. Uh, portal knowing that you know this is a big discovery it's taken them so long to do it and he's still looking at the good that can be done with this portal and is blinded by the fact that Strang's going to you know use it in a bad way um, but the way that they dispatch of Strang that way uh, him having that change uh, I, I thought that was clever and then to go on further and the doctor realizing well there are still these canisters of clones out there that you know once those are unleashed then you've got a bunch of Strang's and the whole difference of of what needs to be done, and the doctor saying, "Well, we we aren't going, we can't wipe them out, but what we can do is if I, you know, I have maybe have a chance to be able to change the encoding, and that way we have a different batch of, of Sontarans we don't have." Uh, I might have a chance. Yeah, I might have a chance. And Leela looking at it that, well, might is too much to hang your coat on, and so. They just need to be destroyed, and her actually pulling the trigger, and I thought that was interesting. And then the the at the the end of him being so upset with her, and actually the the was it the end of this one where he was saying, you know, 
have you not learned anything? Are you, you know, uh, what I'm saying? Or am I a bad teacher? He, suddenly he, he's turned. And this is this is the very confident, very headstrong doctor who is always right and never. At this point, yeah. And he suddenly is saying, he's admitting, or am, did I or do something I wrong? Teacher. Am I a bad teacher? Yeah. To hear the fourth doctor say that, it's like, whoa, wow. For him to question himself, that's that's an impactful moment. And the fact that by the end of this, he's like, I'm going to take you home. This is, you know, we're done. I'm, uh, we're, you, you're, you can go home and be done and we're going to do the same. And to, to kind of end with that, I thought, wow, what a, an amazing way in their relationship. And I was wondering where these stories fall. And I was trying to find on that uh, story placement list that I found online. But I can't, unfortunately, I don't think that he's gone up this far uh, to place them. Oh, no, he has. Uh, so this would have been, at least by his calculations... Is between Talons and Horrifying Rock, which makes sense, I think, because I think their relationship does take more of a turn in Horrifying Rock, yeah. of less of the teaching the savage and more of uh, a, 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 a better. She's learned a lot, I feel, by right. the time Fang Rock <clears throat> comes around. So I think this does work pre Fang Rock. Well, so. and I believe most of, of course, obviously we're going to see what season three now of. There's only two with Lilo, though. I believe the majority, when Big Finish announced these sets, they said they're kind of, that's, we didn't feel that we could do anything pre-Talons. Yes, definitely. Um, so the majority of them are kind of sandwiched between those two episodes, yeah. because you're right, the relationship kind of takes a different turn. Um, listening to the end of this, when we got to that moment, I, I, was, I was struck by both of those points. When hearing Tom, as the fourth Doctor, say, am I a bad teacher? And questioning himself, knowing as well as I do the, this particular run of stories, where you're right, it's it's he's he's always right. He's very bombastic and and self-important because yes. he's always right, and frequently succeeds through happy happenstance and happy accidents. But we'll always claim that that was part of the plan anyway. <laughs> and hearing him say, "Or am I a bad teacher?" for me was just as impactful as the first time we see that self-doubt, which is Genesis when he's holding the wires, going, yes, do I have the yes, right? Yes, yeah. It just it just echoed that same sense of, whoa, this is this is not just a scene. This is a big deal scene. Yeah. You right. know? Agreed. And then to follow that up with I'm taking you home. If I didn't know better <laughs> I even knowing better, I had serious concerns and wonderment of well, is he going to take her home is this the end of the of the fourth doctor and leela is this how this relationship even knowing they're going to go on and have a bunch more well, stuff me even wondered wait was this actually set after he dropped her off at gallifrey and he went back and picked her up for more <laughs> adventures and now she's yeah, going back to gallifrey yeah. and they're done it's it's it? it's that level of whoa yeah it really is so and again magnificently played by the the, the two leads oh, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I really like and, it, and as we come to the next story, I really like how they are developing Leela's character. They they are doing mounds and mounds above what the television series was able to do with Leela. Yeah, and the, especially their relationship together and how they you know, and I think it, it probably also works well that this is before Horror Fang Rock because it took that long for just the actor and actress to really kind of, of of gel and and they have or, uh, Lila, or not Lila, uh, uh, Louise, Jameson. Louise Jameson said that 
behind the scenes that you know it was just really really hard to work with Tom because he, she didn't feel like he she was getting the respect as an actress from him right. for the first few stories and it wasn't until Horror Fang Rock where she finally took a different approach with Tom and, and they really clicked and, and, and worked well together from then on so I think there maybe that comes across a little bit in those early stories that they aren't necessarily gelling so well and so I think what this does placing that before Horror Fang Rock where they too feel like they, they suddenly click this is really kind of developing that on the Doctor Who page of saying, okay, this maybe is why and fills in that gap. And so I, I think they're doing a really nice job with that in development. Having said all of that, it's interesting that you, you pointed this out. For me, the one weak link in this story is the portal. I don't care. That's, it's superfluous to the story. It's not needed. Yes, it's a huge threat that all of a sudden Strang can show up anywhere with an army of Santarans. Let's back up a step. The threat is the army of Santarans. <laughs> they are well, and him. And point that out where if you take the portal out, he'll still find a way to those planets. You slow him down, but right. it, it, it just... It, well, and I think that's that's why I think it's crafted so a, well. That's why it's that, a two-prong issue. I think right. that's why it's crafted so well that Leela thinks we're done. And the doctor says, no, there's one more thing that has to be done and takes him to the, yeah. the things. Fortunately, Leela and her group of, of escaped prisoners had already rigged up the uh, vats to be, the clone vats to be destroyed. And but, see, I, that, that to me was the, the part that was so very cool that Leela says, we've got to go, we've got to go kill these things. We can't let him have an army of strings. That would be bad. Let's go wire him up to blow up. And everybody goes, yeah, okay. So she's giving the orders. They're following oh, her yeah, lead yeah, and, yeah. and taking care of all this. And then the doctor is dealing with the portal, even knowing, though, that the grand plan is, I mean, he could go to Santar with this army of guys and take over all their ships and still wipe out the Rutans and then have room left over for everybody else. Right, exactly. So, And then if he has the, the, the cloning facilities on Santar behind him, he'd be unstoppable. Mm-hmm. So maybe, yeah, it's a short-term goal. We've got to get rid of this portal. But for, I'm looking at the big picture going, you can't let these clones go. This is this is what the thrust of the story should have been. And so every time we went back to the scientist character and, oh, the portal's going to allow us to do this and it's going to be that, and, and you know, he, he's so blindly optimistic about it. And Tom's going, no, it's going to be used for this. You're giving it to Strang, come on. I just kind of felt like, Get to the meat of it. Let's talk about the clones. This is the danger part. I mean, Leela's taking care of it, but you should be more concerned about this. And then at the end, oh, well, yeah, we've got to go do this. Oh, I already rigged him to blow up. Oh, whoa. No, I don't want to do that. I'm sorry, guys. I come down firmly with Leela on this one. You, yeah, no, I... You, I, you I, blow I, the tanks. I, I think, just, I, yeah. I, no, I sort of agree, especially since the doctor says I might be able to uh, you know, change things here. I, but I think also, yes, you're absolutely right, but... I would never was taken out of that because, or at least looking further down the road, because I think they did a really good job of it had to be the scientist guy that was going along with Strang to be the one to pull the trigger on Strang. That's the one thing that made it redeem that part of it. Right. He had, he had, his mindset had to be changed. He had to understand why Strang was so bad. And it had to come down to the fact that that Leela and the Doctor's life were being threatened at that time because Strang had, for the longest time, at least led him on. I don't think he actually ever told him this, but at least the scientist guy believed... I don't keep saying the scientist guy because I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, he he at least believed that Strang was going not going to end up killing 
you know, him Sounds or cool. any of the prisoners or you know, he ha- always had in his mind. They were treated well. You know, he just he kept looking for the they're good. They're well treated. They're worked to exhaustion. Yeah. Well, but they're treated well. Yeah. Well, but he but he but he was convinced of that. And I think that it you that that had to change in him. And I think that's where the portal works, because he is so still looking at the big or he's still looking at the, the the good in what the portal would do and how much work was put into it. And so to have him be the one to change and be the one to to take out string, I think that that worked for me. And so I think the portal felt very necessary, even though the imposing threat was probably bigger with the clones. I think it still worked within this story for, for to have that portal there. So I never really looked that much past it. I, I it was in the back of my mind that, well, you still got clone bats of, of strang that's, you know, is a problem. So I, that's why I was grateful that there was that, there was that next step that, no, wait, we're not done here. We've got one more thing to take care of. And yeah. that, that worked for me. See, I, I, I agree that it worked, and I agree that the, the scientist being the one to kill Strang redeemed that part of the story for me. But honestly, who was the other Suntaran? The, um, Mill Hole. Yeah. I'd rather he did it. I mean, you, you, you've got a perfect Suntaran setup here. That you've got this guy who is the ultimate villain, that he wiped out his own platoon, and, and the, you've got the, the traitor, the coward, the one without armor, and to have him be the one to rise up and get Strang. See, I think okay, that, that, it, that to me is perfectly balanced that, within the context. No, of I that disagree Sontaran because, it, in fact, I like that they didn't because then it, then it's a revenge story. Then it's a it, it's a redemption for for what was the guy's name? Vilhol. Uh, Vilhol. So then it's a redemption story for Vilhol, or not even a redemption story, but a rising a, back, a rising back up. And I think that it was clever writing in the sense that he's his really only thing is he doesn't want to be branded a coward. And that's what they've branded him in this one. And you could still shake that misnomer from him by doing it the way you're saying. But on the flip side of him dying with dignity and, and in combat, I think, worked even better for the character because that's more to the soul of the Santaran. I think that that worked well, that that he ends up dying in battle honorably. And so I think that I I liked that better because it was a change of, well, no, it almost would have been maybe a little too predictable had he been the one that took, took out Strang because then it's a revenge story. But I, I, and I didn't need this to be a revenge story. I needed it to be a, you've got to realize that, that there in every bit of good, there's a lot of evil and every bit, a lot of evil, there's a bit of good, that kind of thing. So, and which I think they, they took it with being the portal and the, the scientist guy. I think I just, I just feel like the, 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 the portal and the scientist were unneeded elements. They were cool. They were there. It was, it was all right. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't both are tropey. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's oh, so the, either way, the scientist if who the suddenly scientist turns when he realizes what his thing's going to do. Oh, right, know, but, right, right, right. But yeah, it's tropey either way, but I just feel, I mean, it, it could have been the same story without the scientist at all the whole character concept of the portal and everything, it, it very easily could have been, we have to blow up the spaceship the Assassin Squad arrived in yeah. before Strang gets yeah. to it and gets off planet with it. I, sure. It, any, any number of those things could have been fit in there. For me, it was just, that was, and this is a tiny complaint. I loved this story. It's yeah, not like yeah. the whole thing hinged on this. Right. So. My only thought on the portal was, I got the impression that it was one way. And so, yeah, he instantly gets somewhere. But if he needed to get somewhere else, it would he has to fly really back. Long, yeah, it takes a really long time to get back to the portal. Yeah. I don't it's know. a very small. It's, 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 not, it's not a wormhole doorway. It's I don't right. think. It, I don't think it ever said that, did it? That it was one way. They never said it wasn't either. Yeah, I suppose. But the I, way they explain because to me, a portal is two ways. Well, so. yeah, but I guess to me, 
because there's no receiver on the other end, it opens a portal to one place, but you can't get back because there's no way to get back. That's how I rationalize. Unless you leave a portal open and then I guess, you go yeah, through the portal. You could do it that way. <laughs> yeah. Or it's a transport. That seems unsafe, though. You have an well, maybe, but I mean, it's Strang. He's a, yeah, he's a little bit crazy anyway, so <laughs> it's a bit or crazy. I suppose there is, you could have somebody back on the planet and flip the switch, flip the back, switch on. back on. Yeah, yeah, right, right. That's true. I didn't think of that. Okay, fixed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got two guys sending mice to another planet with no plan to get them back. So. <laughs> um, should we move on to the next one? Because this next story is well, I'll tell you after we do the. Uh, <laughs> we'll tell you after we do the synopsis. White ghosts. A close encounter with a stray missile leads the doctor to materialize his TARDIS on a planet that hangs in the dark, at the edge of the known universe. A planet so dark that it exists in near-permanent nights. A planet that enjoys just a single day's light every once every thousand years. Exactly what happens on the planet in its rare daylight hours, that's what Geographical Survey Team, uh, headed by Senior Tutor Bengal, is stationed here to establish. They, the Doctor and Leela, are about to discover when that when daylight comes, the white ghosts rise. So don't be afraid of the dark cover of night is a mercy if i've got a top 10 no if i've got a top five of all time best big finish stories this is in it this story is so good i don't have a bump 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 big enough for how yeah, much this I like thing this is amazing <laughs> not only is it a tom baker story which that's the thing is i think i've all of this is definitely by far the number one fourth doctor story that big finish has done that's that's hands down easy, but I will rank this so way above a ton of other big finish now. And like I say, this is I don't know where I, I don't like to rank, but I I would put it in a top five ranking if I had. To. Man, this story is so good. This story puts the Doctor in his element at his best, and Leela in her element at her best. These two are so. The, the the development of both characters you know you you sometimes you think how much more can you develop the fourth doctor especially with the you know number of stories that we have the fourth doctor in and how well we know the fourth doctor yeah. now to put him in a situation where it really just even elevates the fourth doctor for me and then on top of that put leela in an in a, in a, in a uh, situation where right on the heels of have i not taught you anything Telling me a story of all the things that she's learned from the doctor in just the short time she's traveled with him. Amazing stuff. On top of that, we're getting shot by a missile that we we escape from. And then we decide, oh, we've got to go down to this planet because this actually wasn't headed for the TARDIS. It was headed for this planet. Is there anybody here? Well, we got to find out because if this missile is going to hit the planet, which it's still getting coming to the planet. It's still on its way. Let's make sure that there's nobody here that's going to, that's going to fix. So let's pop down. And then only to get taken, you know, rescue. Oh, the first thing is these plants, <laughs> these killer plants. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, there's the villain. These are the these are the these are the white ghosts. This is here's the bad guy. It's a base under siege. We've got killer plants. Maybe these are crinoids. I don't know. But okay, yeah, we're out here in the thing. Nope. Take them inside. <laughs> okay, get them away from the planets. The plants. Yay. Get them inside. Okay. Excellent. All right. So we've got these guys. Boom. The thing blows up, but it doesn't blow up. It creates a mini sun that that populates the planet immediately with these white ghost plants. And I'm like. That's amazing. That's so cool because they pop, they flash populate. I mean, they flash populate this planet. Oh, yeah. I thought, 
What a great idea. Okay, so what's going on? We've escaped this missile. One guy died. Sorry. Poor guy. Almost got him to the TARDIS to safety. Anyway, we're in the bunker. We're learning about these people who have mutated their own genes in order to be able to, you know... uh, Function in the dark. Function in the dark and function on this planet. And I was like, this is very interesting, very cool. And then (laughs) then they get attacked by these plants uh, Leela and the girl get the one girl get attacked by these plants and suddenly she's she's been wrapped in and, and cut oh no these plants turn you into a monster nope they don't because <laughs> these people actually it's because they've mutated their genes but originally I'm thinking oh my gosh but but <laughs> she, uh, Leela's been cut so she's gonna turn into a monster no right. it's okay it's because we actually are monsters you know I mean, we are actually you know bats. but we injected her with but, but, but reapers are coming the Grim Reaper things are coming to the to the planet. Oh, here's the bad guys. Nope, these guys aren't the bad guys either because these guys are vampires. And when, I was like, this one thing after another. I was like, and by the end of the time, who's the bad guy here? <laughs> this is amazing. The so whole scene cool. in Leela and the other chick going to, okay, we're going to go defend the airlock from the plants. And we get Savage Vision. <laughs> Oh my Which gosh, the inner dialogue is incredible. That was another device. I'm sorry I'm jumping in here. No, go I'm for so it. I'm so excited for this. The inner dialogue for Leela was amazing. What a great device to do here. Go proceed. The, 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 you know, you have Spider-Man with, with Spidey Sense, and we, we get Leela's internal workings of how this fight scene is going to play out. And the movement, and I'm going to do this, and this girl kind of sucks, and I she doesn't follow through, and I'm not going to be distracted, even though she's screaming in my ear. Okay, dodge, parry, thrust, ah, and oh, she's still screaming. Okay, dude, the twist, man, here's another plant. Ah, got it. Okay, now here, and I'm distracted. Yeah, <laughs> Just, captured, and I'm distracted, <laughs> and, and, and then it all falls apart. And the the audio cues, the way that sequence was built, with kind of the oh, you know, just. <laughs> And hearing the girl's voice being slowed down, slowed down so you understand and, that this yeah. is all in, a, in an instant. And Just so well mind. done. Man, I don't know that that would work in any other story, but it so works so well here. It's just the device to use it. That's number one, that's bold to go with that. Because it it's almost. It's to have that in a companion chronicle. That's just it. It took me into that. You know, that this would work. This definitely works in a companion chronicle because it's somebody telling a story. But to get the inner dialogue in something that doesn't have. There's no. Dialogue. I mean, there's nobody right. narrating or illustrating no way the story. To know what the and so, yeah, but to do it here and make it work like it did, that was amazing. Um, but, so, then, so then they're captured, <laughs> and Leela figures out if I rip the cables out of the wall, <laughs> I can electrics them. Yeah, electrics. <laughs> I can and use electrics works. to kill them. Yes. Meanwhile, back in the control room, oh, the power went out. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. This, this is bad. <laughs> we cut back to the thing. Okay, we get out of the vines and we're okay. But the girl's been cut. And then she starts to go, ooh, ah, I'm going to attack you. And you think instantly, oh, God, the plants are the poisonous plants on top of yeah. everything else. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, Leela, even they made a mention that Leela got cut too. I think, oh, Leela's going to turn into whatever yeah, this monster that, is too. You, you file that one away. That's going to come back to haunt us later. But you get out of the initial thing and we go running back. And then the reveal. <laughs> oh no! Is the, the the augmentation, the genetic we're, we're mutations? We're mutating ourselves did. with bats. We and what? It's vampires. Vampire bat no, no, DNA. No, 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 no. They haven't even really gone that far yet. And, well, right. I guess they did because. But the the amazing thing about that is, is 
So suddenly you're thinking, okay, the plants, Leela's safe. Wait, no, she got injected by the, the genes that, <laughs> yeah, they that injected her. Injected so her. She, it was a she, double whammy. So it was out. like, oh, good, she's safe. No, she's still going to turn into one of these monsters. Oh, my God. And then, oh, wait, it's a placebo. What? <laughs> that part I felt was a little bit of a cheat. No, it wasn't because the a... other gal was doing experiments on the crew. That was the other oh, cool reveal. That was yeah. the other cool reveal is the fact that. This crew thinks they're there studying plants, and they're really there because they're the people they're being studied. That was amazing. Yeah. The other yeah, guy, I had to go back and listen to it. I really twice. that wasn't my. I, I ran through that it. Wasn't and my then, role. I got my PhD already, and I've been studying you people. I was like, "Are you kidding me? That's so awesome!" I had to go back once I got to the end. I was like, "Okay, that was amazing," but I'm not sure about this part. So I went back and re-listened to the last part of the of the second episode, and then went. Oh, <laughs> because I, I was so wrapped up on the wait, you're vampires. <laughs> I mean, it was that level of, and so yeah, I kind of missed it. But yes, what yes, he said, yes, man, that was yeah. so cool. I was just, and the other thing that I thought was really clever about this is the fact that on the heels of Leela doing what she did to wipe out the clone vats, and the doctor having issue with that. To drop the line that the reason why that we were put here is because my people have well, I'm I'm expected to wipe out uh, vampires, vampires basically, right. and so that's already in his purview. So while he has now later in the future exercised that power, that that's something that he would necessarily do because that's that's a Time Lord purview to not allow this, but he does turn around and end up fixing the situation this so he doesn't end up having to kill vampires here but to drop that line in there that you know your purview isn't so much different than what Leela is expecting and that needs to be done in this last right. story and i thought wow to to to, to, to tie, those two tie together, these two yeah. together was like that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> i'm really intrigued by this obvious theme that's going through this season of the Time Lords interfering with where they're headed. Yeah, I, I want like to see too. where this is going because obviously it's leading to something. Because now twice they've been placed in places yeah. where they've been influencing. And I hope it, it does the, pay off. The interesting thing about it is, is, is uh, I, I feel that the Fourth Doctor very much, uh, maybe as much as maybe the Sixth Doctor, the the and the Third Doctor would really have more of a problem with being manipulated by the the time lords he makes that point very evident in the first season of of the televised stuff that he doesn't like to be manipulated by the time lords um on the other hand it's happening again now and he seems very kind of passive about it so far but i think Mm -hmm. it's because like you say they must be taking on a theme and i think there's going to be this ultimate crescendo where he's going to end up having a face down time lord saying Quit doing this crap. Leave me alone. <laughs> leave me alone. No, we're not. What do you need you. me to do? Come there and become president? Yeah. Now they go. Yeah. Later, are they later? They're going to invasion. Later, they're going to force a Romana on them. So <laughs> it never gets rid of that. But uh, yeah, just uh, this story is so. I mean, it's there, there's so much in here, and sometimes when a writer takes and tries to put a lot of elements into a story, it feels bloated. This doesn't feel bloated because I think as as things change and new things are revealed, old things have already been answered and taken care of. The Flash Planet, the 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 impending 
doom of if these things are allowed to cultivate to full service, then they go out and populate into the universe yeah. and take over new planets. And Just one but, single pod could wipe out an entire planet. Yeah, so that's a bad thing. Oh my gosh. But wait, we've got these reavers that are the harvesters. They're the ones that come in here and they take this out. And the, and they, and the big surprise of that. that reveal in and of itself was just, okay, so the plants. We're dealing with the plants. We're dealing with the plants. Okay, and the, the plants are bad. And then somebody makes the comment, well, then who sent the flare? Yeah, yeah. And Leela's the one that figures it out. Oh, it's field and follow and, you know, seed and plant. Oh, oh, well, that means, and here they come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. Just, well, it's not like, and it's what's great is they weren't malicious about it either. They just saw these inhabitants of this planet as an infestation. Well, that's what I thought was cool is yeah. because our heroes are still in peril because they did wipe out the last excavation crew that was here because they did. They looked at it as a, as a infestation. Burrow, yeah, mean. exactly. <laughs> they, it's, they they exterminated the problem. Yeah. And so they are still in danger. But yes, there's there's not this level of malevolent malice there. It's a almost a, a, a circle of life. Yeah, and the harvesters have no interest in releasing these things into the universe. They're going to eat them. Yeah. Right. They're plants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we cultivate all at once because we can. That's which then if you could instantly grow wheat, wouldn't you? Yeah. Okay. Well then. Right. But the fact that they're not evil, they're just there to. It's just they're farmers. It's survival. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and the the threat, the reap and sow. How quickly the threat shifts from the plants to or them so is reap, so fantastic. Yeah. Only to come back around to the survey team. <laughs> right. Just. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The, the left turn. Hey, senior tutor, guess what? You're not senior, tu- senior tutor. You're experiment, and I'm senior tutor. I was like, what? <laughs> Sorry, that was just the best reveal for me. I was like, are you kidding me? I thought this, every time I thought I knew where this was going, it oh, was yeah. not going there. The, the left turn at vampires had me going, <laughs> I thought I knew what was going on. Like, I really thought I had a handle on this yeah. very cool story. I was not displeased with anything that nope. had come before. Yeah. Wait, vampires. vampires? <laughs> okay. But but no 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 no. Let's but, go over here and see where this goes. Well, the vampires are being experimented on them by their own people. Yeah, and it just it just kept adding facet after facet after facet to this thing. I was just like, wow. God. Um, I do like that the doctor's resolution for this was to take them to give them a purpose, yeah. and by using the reaver no reapers, I keep calling them reavers the reapers in order to put them to work and utilize their skills that they have bred themselves to do. Oh, yeah. That was really kind of the, the best solution, I think, for them to, to kick them out of the TARDIS <laughs> and get out of my TARDIS. I took you home. This is your home now. Well, get and it, 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 it replaced myself by the light switch. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it, 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 it fills two voids. One, it, it keeps the doctor as Passive. pacifistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it also elevates state of decay. Yes. <laughs> that, well, he's willing to do this for these people, but the great vampire? No, we nope. won't kill this nope, guy. Sorry. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's are, how big that threat is. There are some things I am not letting go. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter that he's in a pocket universe, that he's trapped, that he, no. <laughs> We've got to kill him. Uh, that that to me is just I mean you guys know I love State of Decay anyway but yeah <laughs> any excuse to make that story even better alright <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's so good I, I, one of the things I think uh, 
there was a little tiny part in there that I, I, I love the fact, especially that they set this up with Leela in their reading. You haven't talked to me in two days. Oh, and he's yeah. Surprised cover that. that. She's a, he's surprised that she can read as well as she's reading. Oh, yeah. So I think that's the first realization that, that yeah, I have been getting through to her because obviously something I've been teaching her is catching on. And the fact that she makes mention that, well, you know, we keep going to England and I want to make sure that I've read up on the monsters of England. And she's reading Jack and the Beanstalk. And it's like, you know, I want to be able to know know the monsters that we're going to be facing when we go to England. I was like, okay. This is great that she is completely cross-pollinated. Which, fairy tales. The, the, the awesomeness of the subtility of that works so well on so many different levels. Because she could have been down in the archery range or the, you know, know, they could have had a weight room. They could have had any number of things Leela could have been doing. She could have been throwing axes at the the wall. No, she's just making scratches so she can find her way. Yeah. (laughs) There's a wolf in our midst. I totally thought that. That was the first fake out. I totally thought we were getting an infestation of the TARDIS. Yeah. White ghosts. Oh, oh, it's shipbound. Oh, what are we going to do? There's a thing and there's a scratch. No, that's me. Can we make it? Yeah. Can we we do one thing? What's that? Don't make any marks anymore? Oh, yeah. (laughs) But then to follow that up with, okay, so he's mad at her. Or she thinks he's he's mad at her. And she's not throwing axes at walls or in the archery range. She's reading. Yeah. She's she's doing this to better herself. He never ever expected to find her in the library, but there she is. And not only is she reading. He did check both swimming pools. Did you yeah. notice that? Right. Both swimming pools. <laughs> and the yeah. Uh, and she, not only is she reading, but she's reading at a pretty decent clip. <coughs> and when he interrupts her, she shushes him so that she can finish out her thought. And you get this swell of pride that, wow, I am having an impact. This is fantastic. Why these books? Because we go to England so often, I thought I should familiarize myself with the monsters. And unsaid, but still there is, so that I can kill them. <laughs> Which now leaves but, the doctor going, have I made a difference at all? The funny but thing they is, don't though, cover that. It's just there. The funny thing is that his response to, so I, I, I can deal with the monsters, is... Yeah, it's a good idea. That's very prudent. <laughs> yeah, <I was laughs> like, almost Let's as if just he, leave it there. <laughs> exactly. Almost as if he realizes where that conversation could have gone. Yeah, exactly. And decided discretion is the there. better part yes. of valor. We're just going to leave that alone for right now. <laughs> there was so much of that throughout this thing that just well that oh. the parallels of the fact that she's reading about Jack and the Beanstalk, about the giant group Beanstalk that grows to land on a planet where they're being attacked basically by beanstalks and then later when the girl transforms what big eyes you have oh, big yes. teeth you have yeah. the recognition of paralleling that to Little Red Riding Hood I thought wow that's very clever anyway it's amazing stuff and I, I also really loved how she was constantly concerned about her eyes getting bogey and how big their eyes were <laughs> once she got injected are my eyes going to get that big too yeah. just a nice element of comedy throughout what could have been a very dour story I also want to know what uh, amphibious <laughs> companion occupied that uh, space suit before she got it yeah <laughs> is that the seed of something being dropped <laughs> maybe Turn, turns out the second doctor hung out with Abe Sapien before he <laughs> picked up Jamie um, even the title is a bit of a fake out because you see white ghosts, and that automatically goes, oh, okay, it's a paranormal. 
Hopefully it'll be better than all the other ghost story ones that we get from Big Finish when they don't quite know what to do with it. They had three titles for this, according to the special features on the end of oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what he said they were, but one of them was either, like, either. Light, light of Day or Lights Out or something like that. Another one was similar like harsh to... Harsh Light of Day, something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. That's a good title. Yeah. I, there, there was one that I thought, oh, that's pretty good. But, uh, so White Ghosts, and then, oh, it's Plants. Oh, the plants are like the white ghosts. Okay, I see where you're going well, with this. They call them the white ghosts. Nope. Vampires. <laughs> what? I, yeah, I just... Blindly being read down the primrose path and being waylaid by the monster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Amazing yeah, stuff. Good stuff. All right, what do we got coming up on the schedule, Sean? Well... Taking it week by week here. <laughs> we're more, not really more sure. Doctor and Lila? No, unfortunately, we're oh. gonna we're gonna segue into the tenth Doctor and Donna. Oh. Are we still planning on doing that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think we're all right. We're, on, yeah. we're still on track until we find out more about release dates. There, there, for those of you that do like to follow along and read ahead, the, we have a, a schedule that's posted out through the beginning of October that, uh, as it says... Proceed with caution. Proceed with caution. We may need to change some things. And depending on uh, if one of the rumors about the start date winds up being more than a rumor, we will have to severely augment the end half of that schedule. But uh, for right now, we're going to just plow forward like it's not a, a thing because it's just a rumor. Which means this week we'll be finishing off uh, the Tenth Doctor Year Three comic books from Titan, with issues eleven through fourteen, and we will also take a listen to Big Finish's Tenth Doctor Adventures Number One, Technophobia, which has uh, David Tennant and um, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Um, <laughs> Donna Noble. Donna Noble. <laughs> Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, so it features the two of them, which will be fun, because I've not listened to any of the Tenth Doctor stuff, but I think both of you have. Yeah, yeah. Keith and so. I both have listened to it. So. Both seasons. Yeah. And rub it too. in. Yeah. <laughs> you can pile it on and your Mr. Own. Mr. I have a job that allows me to listen to audio at work. <laughs> Sometimes. Not lately. Not lately. <laughs> All right. Very good. Well, anything else before we close this show out? My uh, my voice is just about before, gone. So <laughs> Before Glenn loses his Well. Uh, have a coughing fit here, please. Go sign up for Big Finish if you're not, and buy a copy of White Ghosts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even if you hadn't exactly. heard it and you listen to us completely spoil Just, everything yeah. in it, doesn't matter. Listen to it anyway, it's so good. All right, well, if that's going to do it for this time, until next time, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening. Thanks. <laughs> wow. A portion of your proceeds will go to buy cough syrup. been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.